Hello and welcome to Reed Scholars Live. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Fleming, and current president of Reed Scholars. Today, I am excited to be joined by Ms. Chelsea Dade, who is a health uh, communicator specialist, communication specialist, excuse me, and community engagement manager for the Kaiser Family Foundation, and also the creator of Communicate for Health Justice. Welcome. How are you today? Doing well. Thank you for having me. And a happy new year is in order, right? So we're in 2022 and trying to see what this year has in store for us. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to touch on a couple things um, today. So you, you have a varied background. So we're going to try to get into a little bit of each of those components of uh, your life and career. But start off with just tell us um, what a health communication specialist is. Uh, so probably people will want to know what that is. And then you can give us a little background on how you got started on that pathway. Sure. Um, so health communications as a um, you know discipline, it's an interdisciplinary field um, that's focused on creating, um, analyzing, and disseminating health education um, materials, whether those are physical materials or digital materials, um, and then also how those are disseminated in both public health and healthcare spaces. Um, and so that's how health communications is, is loosely defined and um, mainly defined by the CDC. And then what interested you? Did you, you know, when you were a kid, you said you wanted to grow up and be a health communication specialist. How did you go down that pathway? Yeah, so I didn't actually know about health communications till after I graduated um, college. So I, um, I, I think I heard about it just through a, you know, Google search on CDC and it was just like, oh, what is this field? And um, when I was in uh, the DMV area, Washington DC area, um, found that there was an agency that focused on, you know, health communication, making materials for different audiences and also for other government agencies. So, you know, your NIH, your CDC. And I thought that that was just a really creative, um, you know, process or field to be in. And so um, did an internship in uh, health communication space um, while also, you know, working to create and to support the development of health education materials um, for students um, in the Washington DC area. And so um, I was a teaching fellow uh, where we um, kind of were supplementary to schools that didn't have um, comprehensive health education or reproductive health education curriculums in school. And so we, you know, utilized a curriculum that was OBGYN approved um, and, you know, brought that to the students, whether, whether that was during school or after school. So I was just really excited about, you know, creating and analyzing and how do we make materials better for, for everyone. Um, and I just saw so many elements of equity and diversity in this one field and it just, you know, it just called to me. So yeah, that's why I'm still there. <laughs> I like it. Um, and so, you know, we as individuals outside of, you know, our day jobs, of course, interact with um, health information all the time, right? And like you said, from a public health standpoint, when we go to see uh, a clinical provider, whether that's in dentistry or medicine, 
um, or even physical therapy, like across the spectrum, uh, we have to be able to receive that information. And I think a lot of times we think about health literacy and actually understanding information at its baseline. So uh, we spend a little bit of time thinking about that and making sure that information is written in a way that everybody can understand it on, you know, based on where they come from. Uh, we also talk a lot about making sure people hear what we say, right? Um, so we can share information, but it doesn't also mean that they can process it. So we talk a lot about um, um, having people repeat the information back to us to make sure they heard it, bringing a support person with you when you're gonna hear complicated or unexpected news. Um, but there's also something that I was reading one of your blogs um, and you said, just because a message is received doesn't mean everyone can act upon that message. And I thought that was another place to underscore. And I think that was especially important during the pandemic, right? So we have all of this information out there and all of these things about quarantining and social distancing and not you know working from home, um, but not everybody can do that because of our equity issue. So um, just wanted to you know kind of give that back to you <laughs> and see if you had any comment on uh, helping people understand messaging and making sure that um, it's not just making sure that information is understood, but you know what do we do with that information when we go home? Yeah. And that's very powerful. And thank you for, you know, reading my, my blog about that. I wrote that some time ago, but I think I almost wrote that before the pandemic. Yes, it was before the pandemic, right? <laughs> really applicable right now. Um, well, you know, I actually had just had a conversation about this yesterday. Um, I think message testing is super important and having, you know, um, I, I don't like the word focus group, but making sure that you are working with um, communities when you are creating messages um, because they are the experts um, in what you are creating. Um, you know, because if you're not necessarily working with communities, then you, you're, you're creating messages that or maybe something that you personally would respond to, um, and there in, in health communications, it's it's a great example because it's a lot. It's a very highly academic space, um, and it's important to have community engagement backgrounds in that space, um, or else all the messaging kind of replicates you know you talking to a peer in your in your um, institution and and that's not necessarily um the goal actually someone um i can't remember who exactly i talked to i talked to a lot of people which is always fun um but you know um someone had asked me about a message that they had seen and it had addressed it had it had stated um something something about the fda and the person told me well, you know, I understand why you're putting FDA in this phrase, but someone in the community might, you know, think that the FDA is the FBI or like, you know, these acronyms that we tend to use very loosely um, in public health and healthcare spaces are not necessarily utilized um, in other places. They may be, but they might also not be. And I, that really stuck with me as well. Um, you know, we think and we know the acronyms CDC, FDA, NIH, like, but does everyone know those acronyms as much as we do? And, and so there's a lot of importance to testing messages in community first. Um, but overall, you know, I'm, I'm a young professional, but I think being in health communications has really kind of 
um, given me a lot of experience because it's it's all about um, community. It's, it's it's about equity and um, and listening more than you speak. Indeed, indeed. So that transitions us very well into me asking you about your platform. So you are the creator, let me get it right, of uh, Communicate for Health Justice, right? So what prompted you to start that and um, what are your main objectives or your mission of the, of the platform? Yes, so um, I, I built Communicate for Health Justice um, in the winter of 2018, kind of as I was reflecting on, on all the lessons that I had gained in my graduate program, um, and then even my prior experience. So I was kind of comparing and contrasting the academic lessons that I got in health communications with the actual kind of lived experience that I had prior to and then even during my master's program. And um, as many people will agree to, there's a lot of room for addressing um, principles of equity, principles of um, diversity and inclusion in health communication. And that's, you know, if you're talking about public health, health communication or healthcare. Um, health communication. And so with that, you know, knowing that I was fresh out of school and I wanted to still create a space that for people like me, for people who were interested in learning more about this, but also kind of wanted to, to train per se, um, I created Communicate for Health Justice really um, with a focus on helping the, uh, the next generation of health communication professionals um, to, you know, write better, to create better materials, to design better social media posts with that element of equity and inclusion. Um, and so it started off really, you know, very much as a blog. And so I would have writers, you know, write in like, this is an awesome space. Can I contribute? Um, and then it grew into, hey, let's add some more social channels. Let's, you know, introduce some new themes into the world. And it was really getting a lot of attention actually one of my um what if there are people who are folks in health communication space that I always looked up to who have been really responsive to the platform that I created which is a huge honor um when you can build something and folks who've been in a space for a long time are like this is very good <laughs> um and so with the platform um I've also had different um professionals come on, uh, you know, usually on Instagram or YouTube live to share why does equity and inclusion matter in health communications. Um, and so it's been a really great process. Um, and it kind of happened very naturally, I think um, nothing was forced and it just kind of came together. Um, and so, and we might, you know, talk, talk more about this afterwards, but it's a really true testament to um, believing in yourself um, and um, believing in your unique skill set and, and not not being afraid um, of you know what makes you you I like that um, I I do want to touch back on that but I want to go back just a second um, and so we were talking about health communications and public health especially and thinking historically on how those messages were communicated right so it used to be on, billboards or posters or mailings, right? Um, and so we have a lot more 
access to different vehicles of communication uh, now, especially with social media. And now we have a plethora of social media um, platforms. And so I know you have a creative background. And so you were very purposeful about using the word creative um, and creator of your platform. But I think it's important to touch on that um, and that we can't do the same thing the same way we used to. One, because we're different as a community, we're different um, just as a, a world these days, we have different platforms to, to talk on. We have to be more creative and more flexible, draw on different components um, um, of, of ourselves as individuals, but also again, as we change as, as a, a nation and the world, we also have are adding different elements of diversity and inclusion um, um, factors in that. So talk a little bit about that and how you pull on those different skill sets and um, even maybe a little bit about the, the pitfalls of having so many vehicles of communication and miscommunication as well, right? One goes with the other. Um, so, you know, just talk a little bit about those things. Yeah, um, that is a great question. You know, um, I would say that my uh, generation, um, we are probably, you know, a subsection of some of the first to um, really utilize social media for some of our platforms. Um, and when I say that, I mean, like, you know, firstly, Twitter, I think, you know, that really kind of came about in the past 10 years or so. Um, and then Instagram, um, I would focus on those two, because, you know, my platform itself doesn't necessarily use um, Facebook. Um, but at the same time, you know, the more channels you have, the more maintenance of those channels you have to have, I would say that's probably one of the main things to definitely, uh, you know, for folks who are thinking about creating a platform, you know, you might want to focus on having one social channel, because um, then you can really put your energy into that. Um, another piece of it is um, kind of what you also said, even in even in public health or um, healthcare spaces, um, you know, so there is sometimes a kind of hesitancy to to post your content on an Instagram page. Um, not everyone is embracing like Instagram yet, but Instagram is probably one of the places where you are going to reach the most people. And by saying that, I mean also generationally. Um, there's studies about that. It, it reaches most generations. Um, and another thing is, you know, not being afraid of um, utilizing newer platforms, um, specifically as um, some of Generation Z, you know, ages into the workforce, um, some of them are not even using Instagram. So it's like finding those other channels that, you know, that are going to maybe not be as popular, like identifying the ones that are changing in popularity. Um, so that's a, a large piece of social media, knowing what platform is the most popular at one point in time, knowing the hashtags to use, um, and then also just building your social media presence is super, super key. Um, but I will say that the the way to do that best is through collaboration. Um, and so hashtags are great for that because if you're using a shared hashtag with another organization, then you can build together. Um, so, so yeah, there's definitely power in social media, um, but also it's important to know when to, you know, unplug from it, you know, personally um, or even for your organization. You know, I think COVID specifically has really introduced that, you know, no, 
internalizing when you think you need to take a break, when you think your organization needs to take a break, um, and then just kind of, you know, bringing it back when you feel ready. Thank you. That was that was a, a great place to underscore because um, I do think sometimes it can get overwhelming. So much content, so much information, um, and that it is okay to unplug. That doesn't mean you have to, you know, delete it or turn it off forever, um, but you can definitely unplug and come back. And I think more people are appreciating um, that um, these days and just, you know, being very protective of your mental health in general, uh, which is not what we're talking about today, but <laughs> it is important to think about, again, we were talking about ourselves as whole people and, and that's part of it. Um, and so kind of last thing before we go, we, we touched a little bit about kind of being true to yourself as an individual uh, and then thinking about, you know, and we just talked about social media and, and being able to see how you're interacting with that and how that um, can help you or um, if you need to take away, if it's taken away from you. Um, and then we talked about being creative and, and honoring that space. So um, just talk to us a little bit about um, either how you've negotiated that space as an individual or helped others negotiate that space about, you know, trying to be true to your whole self and how do you put that into whatever you're building, whether it's a platform, whether it's a career, whether it's an interview, um, and, and, and how we're using kind of your communication background to apply to that as well. So kind of we'll pull all the pieces together. <laughs> um, yeah, most definitely. So as you know, I mentioned earlier, I am, um, you know, a young professional, um, but I actually do have opportunities to mentor um, folks who are younger than me, whether they are in, um, you know, high school or college or recent grads. Um, and something that I really do emphasize to them is, you know, don't feel afraid of your creativity. Um, I think a lot of, you know, if we're talking about work, like I think a lot of workspaces are, you know, being more inclusive of creativity because they, they understand that, you know, generationally, I think um, a lot of millennials and Gen Z, like that's some of the energy that we're bringing um, to, to everything. And, and also I encourage people to continue um, like fleshing out their own work. Um, so for example, communicate for health justice, like, you know, I've taken breaks with it myself, um, but I still hold on to it because it's honestly gotten me through a lot. I think, um, you know, having a creative outlet um, has been very helpful for me in the past, you know, five years or so. And so um, I definitely encourage people to have that creative safe space for themselves. Um, and and yeah, just not being uh, afraid of, you know, your unique traits is, is super key. Um, the platform that I created, you know, I, I didn't necessarily know everything that I was doing. Like when I made it, like if you scrolled through the Instagram at the very early posts, like they have improved significantly um, since, since 2018. Um, but, you know, I learned as I went and I've gained a lot of skills that, you know, um, I think that em employers have seen, um, you know, people, you know, my peers have also seen, my mentors have seen, you know, the change and the growth in me. Um, and then even so, like, you never know when you build something who will see it and who might gravitate towards it and, and what doors might open. I can honestly say that having this platform has open doors for me. Um, and it, it was just um, a matter of me, you know, believing in myself and, and taking a chance on um, taking a chance on myself. So 
which sounds a little bit <laughs> like like a, a fairy tale, but um, but it really is the truth. Um, you know, we have to remember that you know we we are here for a purpose. We each have our own unique skill set, um, and we just gotta believe in that. Indeed, indeed, um, and. For me, the same thing, you know, if somebody had asked me a few years ago, would I be podcasting? I would be like, no. And you looked at some of those early podcasts or listened to when we were still just audio only. Um, I'm hoping I've come a little bit away from that. I still have a long way to go. So, but that's, I mean, that's what we're here for. Life is a journey. Um, just trying to make every day a little bit better than the one before. So, um, but with that, thank you so much for joining us. Um, as we conclude, I usually like to ask kind of what you're looking forward to, which is especially um, applicable since we just started this new year. So what are you looking forward to in 2022, either personally or professionally? Yeah, um, well, I'm looking forward to, um, you know, of course, safely, of course, but just re-engaging with, um, you know, the community. Um, I had some great moments last year, um, but I am a lot more used to kind of being out and about a little bit more. Um, so I hope to really uh, engage more um, with, I'm in the, you know, DMV area. So um, I hope to do more of that because that's really what keeps me motivated and keeps me going. Um, and and yeah, I actually I was I did a like a write up of all of my you know accomplishments slash wins of last year, and I was pretty surprised because I think and I encourage everyone to you know keep track of those things even if they're you know small to your to you um, because you might be very surprised when you look back and, and think like, oh, wow, you know, I accomplished a lot. Um, and also defining those accomplishments for yourself um, is, is really key. So, so yeah, I look forward to more of um, being in community. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just uh, being, uh, I think, being uh, gentle, being gracious with myself and my time. Um, I'm going to focus on that as well. Um, but I think I think there's a lot to look forward to in 2022. Indeed. So thank you so much. That was a great way to end. It was lovely talking to you and getting to know a little bit more about all the work that you're doing. And of course, look forward to seeing whatever is on the horizon for you. I'm um, quite excited about um, the possibilities for you and appreciate getting to know you a little bit better today. Um, and then for our audience, I will, um, if you send me all of your social media handles, I'll put them in the description so people can um, check out you on all your platforms. Fair enough? Thank you. All right, my dear. Well, you take care. All right. Bye. Bye.